you know, every so often something happens in rugby league that surprises me. Normally it's something you see on the field. It's a great kick, you know, at a crucial part of the game. It's a fantastic pass, some brilliant footwork. Other times it's something that happens off the field. Maybe it's a team coming in through expansion or a great decision by an administrator. Maybe it's a great signing. But then there's that third thing where something happens that is so unbelievably stupid, I can't even begin to comprehend it. This is episode 328 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm your host, the Glorious League Freak, and before I begin, I want to say that this podcast has, is going to have adult themes in it. This isn't a podcast to listen to with the kids. This is one of those podcasts where, you know, if you're a little bit squeamish, probably best to miss this episode because we're going to get real. We're going to have a real conversation, you and me. In case you've missed the news, South Sydney back rower and Queensland representative Jai Arrow has been kicked out of the Queensland Maroons camp and fined $35,000 after he decided to bring somebody back to the team hotel and broke the game's biosecurity rules. Basically, he broke the bubble. And he did it because, well, he needed to get his fuck on. Now, he's been up there in camp. It's been a few days now. You can't blame him, can you? I mean, he's preparing for a very big match. It's one of the most lucrative matches in rugby league, playing in a state of origin game. You get tens of thousands of dollars just for being part of it. That doesn't even count how much money you get on your contract for any incentive clauses you have in there. And there's so much media attention that's focused on this game. There's so much media attention focused on this team 24-7. And in this environment where players are obviously going to be under so much more scrutiny with all of the biosecurity rules that we have, making sure the bubble stays intact, you would wonder... What Jai Arrow was thinking when he went out and said, you know what, I need to get me some strange. But look at it from his point of view. He was horny. He needed to get the poison out. Now, in this case, I would say to most people, men and women, you go back to your hotel room, you take all your clothes off, you rub some baby oil into your chest, you look at yourself in the mirror and you whack it out like a fucking soldier. You get that poison out. Once it's done, it's done. You sit back, you watch a little pay-per-view on the, you know, that VCR thing that they've got in those hotel rooms. Order yourself something, maybe a bit of pasta or something, maybe a milkshake, and you chill out for the rest of the night. Don't get yourself in trouble. That's what Jai Arrow did wrong. He got himself in trouble. He could have been the boring one that just whacked it out. No, 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 no. He didn't do that. He needed to get himself into something new. And, well, it's cost him. 35 grand, two weeks on the sideline, no state of origin. He's going to miss one of the Rabbitohs games. And I dare say we probably could see some extra suspensions. 
Maybe even some extra fines come out of this, and it does nothing for his reputation. Now, you've got to look at it from his point of view as well, I guess. I mean, really, he's a state of origin player. He's a big star in the game. Does he really need to be the person that goes back to his hotel room and starts painting it like Jackson Pollock? Does he really need to finish up and Spider-Man it right across the room? I mean, really? Do you expect him to do that himself? Come on now. He's not an animal. He's got a big game coming up. You can't expect him to put in all the effort. I mean, geez, what happens if, you know, as he's grabbing it by the base, he pulls an arm muscle or something? You could tear a peck if you get too into it. Get some help in. Get someone to give you a hand or two. You've got to wonder what his teammates were thinking as well. I mean, if they're all staying on the same floor and they know they're in a bubble and they're walking down the corridor, you know, doing whatever. I don't know what footy players do in their spare time, apart from Jai Arrow. And you walk past the room and you hear all that commotion. You think to yourself, well, who's Jai Arrow rooming with, first of all? I mean, what's going on there? And second of all, you're thinking to yourself, that dumb fuck's in trouble when he comes out. I would love to have been there when he was confronted with this by, I don't know who, Queensland management, the coaching staff. I don't think other players would have confronted him with it. That's kind of not what happens in rugby league. But it is a weird situation, and it's one that I'm sure Jai Arrow will never forget. And while we're thinking about this environment that we're in, is there anybody in the whole world that is more relieved right now than Paul Vaughan? I mean, all of those Dragons players, you look at what they did and how much they paid, and they've still got to pay them fines and everything and have all of these bands. Paul Vaughan doesn't get unsacked. But geez, when you look at what they did compared to how fucking unbelievably stupid Jai Arrow has been in this circumstance. Well, I mean, it feels pretty harsh. We know State of Origin has a history of getting players on the horn. I mean, will we ever forget the amazing phone message that was left by Mark Gasney? Got five toey humans here ready to spurt sauce. Well, Jai Arrow was just one toey human ready to spurt sauce. And luckily, he found a dance partner up there in Queensland, and they got the dirty on, and it's cost him big time. you got to love rugby league, don't you? It just brings so many new things into our lives, so many situations we never thought we'd be talking about. I mean, did you ever think that we would have a podcast where we'd be talking about the excess buildup of jizz in Jai Arrow and all of the problems that it's caused? For not only him, but the game's administrators and the Queensland team that really can't afford to be without one of their best forwards for Game 3 as they head to Newcastle and try and avoid a clean sweep at the hands of the Baby Blues. I mean, really, this Queensland team has made the Blues outfit look like a bunch of fucking Boy Scouts. It's fantastic. Normally it's the Blues that are doing shit like this. I think it's fantastic that finally... The Queenslanders have their own scandals to deal with. Jai Arrow is going to have to explain himself to many different people over the next 
24, 48, 72 hours. And I would hate to be in his shoes. I mean, you know, his club's going to be disappointed with him, his coach, the Queensland players, the Queensland coaching staff, selectors. The media is going to be on his case. No doubt we're going to see a bunch of media types waiting outside of his house, trying to get a glimpse of him. It'll be interesting to see what questions they ask him. <laughs> because I don't think you could ask him a single question that really could be broadcast on television. I mean, the main question really is, Jai, what the fuck were you thinking? Are you fucking stupid? Did you honestly think that this week, of all weeks, you were going to get away with this? Really? As the entire eastern seaboard of Australia is locked down and sick and tired of looking at the four walls of our houses, a player, a rugby league player, who is allowed to go around, travel the country, go from city to city, they've got different things they're allowed to do to the rest of us. And he fucked it all up because he couldn't rub one out by himself. Like, that's what porn's for, Jai. You go back to your room and you fire up Pornhub. That's the way to do it. That doesn't cost you $35,000. And we all know what it's like. We've all been there. Your brain switches off. You start doing stupid shit. Guys and girls, by the way. Don't think I'm leaving you out of this, ladies. I know what you lot are like. You've got to think with your brain rather than what's between your legs sometimes, especially if you're in the Queensland camp and especially if you know that you cannot break the bubble. Because I tell you what, Jai Arrow has fucked up in a way that is so utterly stupid, I just find it really hard to comprehend. These footballers, they keep finding new levels of fucking stupid shit that they can do, and it shocks me. It really does shock me. I would never have thought that another player would have done anything so stupid, especially in the next few weeks. Like, I thought what we might have seen is a couple of players being photographed here and there, picking up takeout or at a shopping center or something. Jai Arrow, what were you thinking, mate? What the fuck? Jeez. Uh, anyway, I thought I should do a quick podcast about this because it is a bigger story than the, the dragon story. <laughs> um, now, a little bit of news. Let's do a little bit of news while I'm here and I'm talking to the lot of you. The dragons now have a bunch of money that they can spend and they're looking to bring some players in to cover all the players that have not only been suspended, but also looking towards next year. Um, they've all but signed Jaden Sewer. They might have actually officially signed him by the time you listen to this. They wanted to sign him to a three-year deal. Apparently, South Sydney said to him, look, they weren't willing to sign him long-term. Uh, the Dragons have also been linked to George Burgess. Uh, David uh, Finnecane, they're talking to him now. 
My guess is they could only have offered him so much before. They did talk to him before. Talks apparently broke down a little bit. Now they've got a little bit of money to spend now that they're not spending 800 grand on Paul Vaughan next year. So they might be able to do another deal with him. Um, so that's an interesting one. The West Tigers look like they might get Tevita Pangai Jr. It looks like they're really heating up with those talks. Um, he has also been linked to the Bulldogs. So it'll be interesting. I think he'll be a good signing for the right club. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think either of those clubs are the right clubs. I think he needs to go somewhere where they'll really push him, get his fitness a little bit higher, work on his mobility, and get him focused back on the game. I think up there in Queensland, he's really found it hard to focus just on the on the game itself. And look, I can't blame him. With the way that the Broncos have been run in recent years, um, how many great players have been let go by the club, you know, it's a difficult environment for a younger player anyway. And I just think it'd be good to see him go to a good environment and not one where the club is really in a mess or they're trying to rebuild because it's really where it's the same place as that in Brisbane, basically. The NRLW competition has announced that it will raise the time that a NRLW game is played under from 60 minutes to 70 minutes, and they've said that it's an effort to bring fatigue in, which is horrifying to anybody that's watching the NRL at the moment, and all the blowout score lines that come from fatigue that they've introduced and basically ruined rugby league in doing so. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the women's players adapt to the extra time, um, and also if that has any effect to the accumulated time that they are playing during the NRLW season, hopefully it, it just brings in fatigue and doesn't bring in any injuries or poor tackling technique and, and blowout score lines like it has done in the NRL men's competition. Now on Thursday night, we saw a match between the Manly Seagulls and the Canberra Raiders at Brookvale Oval in front of no one. Once again, the fake crowd noise was absolutely fantastic. I didn't watch the entire game. I watched probably about 30 minutes of the second half. Um, the Raiders really needed that win. They really, really needed it. It looked like Manly were going to really put it to them early on from the scores that I was just following them kind of on Twitter. But the Raiders started to turn it on and look, they had the better lineup. They were the better team and they really should have won as they did. 30 points to 16. I had tipped them, so I was pretty happy that they, they got the money. That win puts the Raiders up to ninth place on the ladder, obviously with games to be played for the rest of the round. Um, the Seagulls still sit in fifth place, which when you think about the way the Seagulls started the season... Them sitting in fifth place is some sort of minor miracle and really shows what Tommy Turbo has been able to do to that club. Like, they were looking at possibly being bottom three. And me and Andrew earlier this season were talking about how terrible their recruitment was, how poor their team looked. And they haven't, like, changed too much. They just brought Turbo back and he's been good enough to drag them right up the ladder. It's been bloody incredible, quite honestly. Um, 
you know, these games during Origin, they can be a bit of a mess. You kind of have to take them for what they are. You know, some teams are going to be missing players. Other teams will have no players involved in Origin, so they'll be good to go. And, you know, it is what it is. We've been dealing with this for a number of years now. I remember the conversation I had with Rugby League Week Mole. It's probably about a year and a half to two years ago now. You can look it up on the podcast. And he was adamant that State of Origin really ruined the NRL season. And I, at the time, I didn't really agree with him that much. I kind of thought to myself, you know, we're used to it. And it adds, you know, it throws a bit of a sparring in the works for the top clubs. And, you know, it mixes things up a little bit. But then last year, when we had the season that ran straight through and State of Origin was held at the end of the year, it was so much better. It was so great to just have the NRL season run straight through. The problem is, State of Origin at the end of the year did not work. It didn't feel like Origin. I don't think it got as much support as Origin normally would have. You know, I don't know how the rest of you feel, but I feel like this year's State of Origin series is just a much overall bigger deal than last year's State of Origin series was. And I'm not taking anything away from the result. I thought that Wayne Bennett did one of the greatest coaching jobs in the history of the whole game to get that Queensland team to a series victory. I think that that series victory is right there with their 1995 series clean sweep. I thought it was amazing. But I just feel like it's a bigger deal when it's in the middle of the season. And it makes you wonder, like, should we just stop the NRL season and have three straight origin games and then get straight back into the NRL season? I don't know what the ideal way to go about it is. Um, I had a a tweet from a follower of mine called Sambo. I hope that's his name. Yes, Rooster Sambo. And he was saying that uh, what stops New Zealand and Pacific nations from setting up their own origin on Wednesday nights? Go and sell a concept to TV networks and pay the players the cash and just go around the NRL. That's a good question. You know, you've got to remember the New Zealand Rugby League is really super, super lazy. Like, I mean, think about what they've done that's proactive over the years. You'll be flat out trying to come up with anything. Uh, I would personally like to see something like that set up, whether it is a three-match series between, say, New Zealand and and Tonga or Samoa and Tonga, Fiji and New Zealand. It doesn't really matter to me. Just get games being played. But there's always this, this feeling that, you know, these these teams and these nations would like to play games, but there's no real push by them. There's no real, and when I say real push, you can say what you like in the media, but if these nations really pushed hard to get these concepts up and running, I think they would get up and running. And you've got to remember the NRL was really a a big mover to get that mid-season Pacific test going for a number of years. Now, the thing to remember in all of this is that COVID has made a mess of the entire calendar. It just has. So it's really difficult to set up any sort of test matches in this part of the world. And I know it's easy to say, well, a lot of these teams, most of their players come from this part of the world. 
most of them are in the bubble. And yeah, you're right. But there's coaches, there's support staff. It's a whole new different thing that you've got to set up. I've got no doubt it could happen. But when they're just trying to keep the NRL season going, and they're just trying to keep the State of Origin series going, I think you need these other nations to step up if they want something to start themselves. And look, New Zealand, for at least one decade, if not two decades, has talked about having some sort of Origin series that it would set up itself. And not once have they taken one single step in the direction to set it up. It's been really, really disappointing. And at some point, you hear it enough times where it just becomes boring. It's like, look, shut up and do it, or just shut up about it. It's like those games that Manly were going to play in China. They were going to play uh, exhibition games to kick off a season in China. Didn't happen. And they talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. It never happened. It's like it's expansion. It's like how many years are we going to talk about expansion before we actually do one single thing to expand the NRL competition? And the other one that you hear about is let's play a whole round of games in America. Let's go and play a whole round in the United States. And nothing even starts rolling in the right direction for that. And you really do. You hear it enough times and it just becomes boring. So, yeah, I would love to have the three test series, have some sort of tri-series, do whatever you want. I am open to it all, but please just do it and stop talking about it. Yeah, that's the end of this podcast. There's been a lot of different issues that I've talked about. I hope you've had a bit of a laugh. I hope you've uh, got some information that you maybe didn't have before. Um, if you have enjoyed this episode, go to my Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash league freak. There's no space between league and freak. You can sign up to a number of different tiers from starting from $1. And then you go up to other tiers where you can get merchandise. If you're a member for three months, as I say, it's got more tiers than West Tigers fans on Twitter. Go and check out my website, leaguefreak.com. Check out nrlbreakingnews.com and check out the Rugby League Podcasting Network. That's rugbyleaguepodcastingnetwork.com. They're all different websites of mine. They all have different functions. Um, Also, nrlrumors.com. If you want to see what's going on, there's a few rumors doing the rounds at the moment. Uh, It's not quite silly season, but some of the rumors are interesting. There's some pretty handy plays still to be signed for next year. Anyway, until then, Keep it in your pants. Rub it out like a soldier. Ladies, keep the battery stocked up while you're in lockdown. Don't do anything stupid. And I will talk to you in the next podcast.